NHL breakaway bets for our exclusive betting partner, Bet Regal. Are you ready? The Florida Panthers at the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight. Who wins? Give me Florida. Yeah, that's two of us. Well, this is going to be easy. We're going to have to split up on one of these. The Minnesota Wild at the Arizona Coyotes. I'll take the Coyotes. Yeah? Well, you know what? Okay, because I'll take many. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It's hour two. And I'd like to say that this is the best hour of the show, but that would be unfair and not inclusive to hour one. So let's just say that it's all great. Uh, coming to you live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Let's bring the moose in. I'm going to tell the audience, let's wake up. The uh, text line's kind of light. 902-518-3033. Get your comments and questions in. There are some, but I'm not overly satisfied with what they're talking about. Okay, so let's. can we pick it up around here? Um, I'm a little surprised with the results of some of our polls that we've been running, so I'm going to get into that. And I want to tell a couple stories. Number one, I had to clarify to Darren. Okay, one really cool thing happened this morning, and another that Darren thought happened actually did not in my world. You thought I worked out with Travis Kelsey today. Can you tell the audience why you thought that I worked out with the star Kansas City Chiefs tight end? Well, to start with, I love when you do the morning videos and talk about what's coming up on the show today. And so on the show, you know, you came, you did the video on our Instagram page at the Rod Peterson Show, um, at Johnny O's Gym. You're sweating. You just got off the treadmill, whatever you were doing. And you said the gym Five where months. all these NFL people work out. And it's the off-season gym of Travis Kelsey. And I'll prove it to you in a minute. And then the next one is a photo of Travis Kelsey working out. I thought you turned and snapped a photo of Travis Kelsey beginning his off-season workouts, the day after the parade of all days, which I thought was a little funny. But, you know, whatever. Stranger things have happened. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. I just knew where Travis Kelsey works out when he does work out there, and that's where I filmed the video. I totally did not mean to trick you or anybody else into thinking that Kelsey was there today. So that didn't happen, but thanks. But I did. I'll say this. The night before Super Bowl, and my guy Dean's listening right now, I was at his place Saturday night in, uh, well, Summerlin. It's a suburb of Nevada, and we were watching Saturday Night Live. Literally, I told this story on Monday. I didn't want to be on the Strip or anywhere near it on the Saturday night of Super Bowl week. Stop. It was loud. We, were get, we got out of there around 7 p.m. I'm like, this is getting unbearable now. What's it going to be like at 10, 12? So we watched Saturday Night Live, and it was this Travis Kelsey special. And to be honest, I don't watch SNL. And I only knew Travis Kelsey as the football player and started to hear that he's dating Taylor Swift. I got watching this going, why is Travis Kelsey even playing football? Have you seen him act? He's really good. Like, really good. I've seen him on, you know, some of the, like, the podcast stuff that they do. I, I, I don't know if I've seen a couple clips, you know, of him on SNL. Um... I, you know, he's funny. He's very funny. Yeah. He's got a personality, yes. and I think he'll have a long career after football because of it. Oh, my God. I'm like, why are you even playing? You don't need the money. Just go act. I'd rather see you act. I mean, I enjoy watching him play football, which, by the way, with that whole thing of him yelling at Andy Reid on the sideline, I'm a little tired of people just blowing things out of proportion that don't understand 
the heat of the moment in sports. I'm tired of it. There was so much made of Kelsey getting in Andy Reid's ear. Like, so what? You don't yell at members of your family? You haven't been in a heat of the moment situation where emotions take over? They, they, they don't care. Andy Reid never would have thought of that five seconds after it happened. That's one. And then two, with the stunning ending of the Super Bowl and the Niners blowing the overtime rules, which uh, Kyle Shanahan still not admitting to, still trying to talk his way out of. People are saying that the ending was rigged. No, people make mistakes. They don't need to rig the endings because of human error through referees' mistakes or drop passes or flubs by the players or coaching miscues. You don't need to rig it. You know what I mean? It's unpredictable enough. Like, whatever. Just, just It's the all-time reality TV. And, bef and thank you, by the way, for those that have responded with some really cool questions and comments here. I will say this, and I told you this. At the meeting of my club... And some of the guys might be listening right now. We're meeting later tonight. I missed last week's because I was at Super Bowl. Melissa is in our club, and she cuts my hair. And she came running up to me this morning at our breakfast. She's like, Rod, 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 I was so excited last week. I had to show my dad my haircut was interviewing Earl Campbell. She's just <laughs> all excited. And uh, I, I thought that was awesome. Melissa cuts my hair, and she felt part of Super Bowl because this haircut interviewed Earl Campbell, the Houston Oilers, great. And Brandon Mitchell, the Super Bowl winning defensive lineman. Uh, I still can't remember if it's the Giants or the Patriots, maybe both. But isn't that cool that she would feel that, just to feel part of it? That is pretty neat. You never know what's going to grab somebody's attention or make somebody feel good, you know? And to be proud of somebody, I think it's pretty cool. She's pretty proud that you're doing that and that she has that connection. Makes her feel good, makes her feel. You know, like she's that close to that celebrity world of Super Bowl that you were in. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah, tomorrow we've got a morning Zoom, and we're planning next year's Super Bowl activities in New Orleans. So life is good, very good. Now, the poll question. Ah, hang on. Our Instagram has a poll running right now. It's what's the game of the night in the NHL? And this morning on NHL radio, because there's 12 games, we're going to play breakaway bets coming up here. But there's 12 games tonight, and Scott Laughlin and Gord Stellick agreed today on NHL radio that it's Colorado at Tampa Bay. Stanley Cup final rematch from a few years ago, and I think it's, I think that's it. But I went and looked at the results, and it's like, no, Oilers at Blues. That's what's leading the poll from our audience. So that shouldn't probably <laughs> surprise anybody. Why does it surprise me at this point? But it surprised me. I don't know either. And so the poll question has to do with the orders today. It's brought to you by Key Auto Group. And by the way, at the Key Auto Group, they are, you can buy with safety and confidence, knowing that they provide reports on all the vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. And I'm just going to put an addendum on this for you and me, Darren. Not, the, 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 the poll question is, will Connor McDavid win a Stanley Cup? before he retires, before his career is over. And while I would have initially said no, because it's harder to win than those three other guys that are ahead of him that not 600 assists faster, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, and Bobby Orr, they all have three Stanley, they all have a Stanley Cup, at least one. Connor doesn't have one. Is he going to get one? Well, there's 32 teams now. Those, two, those players did not have to contend with that. There's a lot of reasons to think that he will not win a Stanley Cup in his career. And that would be a bloody shame. I mean, look at Sidney Crosby. He's got three. 
And I would think we would all agree that's in the modern era. Ovi's got one. <laughs> it's like if you don't, loser. So, Moose, the addendum on this, forget about Edmonton. Do you think he is the Ray Bork that if, he de- if it doesn't happen at Edmonton, he ends up chasing it somewhere at the end of his career? Or at Iggy, who never did get one? Does he win it with Edmonton? That's the double down bet. Yes, I think he wins one with Edmonton, so I don't think the conversation matters. I, I do. I think they're, they're too Ooh. talented to win one, him and Leon. And, you know, even if they have to do it themselves, they'll find a way to win one. But great question. I don't know at this stage. This is no longer the early stage of McDavid's career. He's now into the middle of the career, right? And the middle is going to last a while, but he's now in his career. It's no longer young McDavid or the early McDavid. but. I still don't know enough about him. You know, um, I, I don't know if, if he's a, I have to win no matter what, if I don't win, you know, I know he's a competitor and wants to win and he's mad when they lose. When his streak got snapped, he was mad. And that's good. The, the more he wants to win, the more I could see him chasing one at the end of his career with another team. Oh, yeah. If it doesn't work out in Edmonton. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm going to kind of say yes, but not with Edmonton. How about that? Uh, Scott writing in, writing in from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, 902-518-3033, writes in and on the Sober Carpenter text line. He says, looking good today, Roddy. Thank you, Spilly. Thank you, Scott. Darren has told me this red always looks good on the show. He says the Hockey Canada hoodie pops. Is it a bunny hug? No, not officially. There's no pouch in the front. Herb watching in Melville. One of only two Herbs that I know. Oh, I know a guy nicknamed Herb. But that's not his real name. Herb writes in and says, uh, I'm not a Paul Bissonnette fan. Moose should cut back on smoking. And also says, we lost a great Canadian, Jerry James. No one's too old to appreciate what he did for sports in Saskatchewan. Hey, Herb, go to rodpeterson.com right now. It's the top item running on my website. 40 million all-time hits, rodpeterson.com. I talk about Jerry James. He played, a Stan- he, won- he played in the Stanley Cup final and the Grey Cup in the same year. Read that again. He played in the Stanley Cup and the Grey Cup in the same year. Got a guy right in, Darren, some jabroni, who said, yeah, but that was a six-team era. What's that got to do with anything? What does that have to do with anything, that he played in the Stanley Cup final and the Grey Cup? Yeah, but, yeah, but, my God, I hate the Yabrot crowd. I know. Unless you think there's a merit to that. I don't. No, but, you know, you just want to not feel, I don't know, like you washed your hair and clipped your toenails the same day. Like, congratulations, I guess. Like, no, he could play in that. Look what I can do on the same day. He's not special. I can do two things at once. Um, You know what? Six-team era doesn't matter. There was less people playing hockey back then, too. I mean, a lot of people played different games. That was the cream of the crop. It was harder to make it to the NHL when there was just six teams. <laughs> and he did it. And the Stanley Cup final. You know, 
You know, by the weekend, that's why I'm so sick of people. That's why Joe Exotic shouldn't be sitting in a jail cell. For God's sakes, he should be running this country. Joe Exotic from Tiger King. Why do you have a, why do you, if you don't harm the tigers, then why do you have a gun on your hip? People. Joe Exotic had it right. He was ahead of his time. He's rotting in jail. People should be ashamed of themselves to put him behind bars. Joe Exotic had it right. Why do you have a gun, people? Max Ellis writes in from Tirana, 902-518-3033. And he says, should the Flames be selling or are the playoffs a possibility for them? Oh, my God. I just had a vision of Fred Flintstone pop into my head. I don't know if you're a child of the Flintstones era. I think you are. Remember that one episode where they said, just another mixed-up day in the mixed-up life of poor mixed-up Fred Flintstone? Oh, boy. Who's more mixed up than the Calgary Flames? I see here that Dustin Wolf is starting tonight against the San Jose Sharks. Markstrom's not even on the ice. Vladar's taking uh, backup shots. And I'm like, so they had a deal to move Markstrom. With, did you see this? They had a, again, rumors. We we're talking about this last hour. What are the big rumors? The big rumor is that the Flames had a deal on the table with New Jersey to send Markstrom to the Devils. And for whatever reason, it fell through. I didn't hear the reason why. I'm not sure that it matters. <sighs> should the Flames be sellers or should they be buyers? Mon Dieu. They're going to win tonight and be a point out of a playoff spot. I think we all know that they're a good team. We all know that. And you got Rhett Warner saying that they should acquire Mitch Marner. And I feel like a month ago, the Redster was saying they should sell the team. <laughs> Just another mixed-up day in the mixed-up life of the poor mixed-up Calgary Flames. Yes or no? Yeah. It's a... When you're that close to the playoffs... Fans don't want to show up to the rink on a team that you're this close. Try and get in. You could win. Look what happens in 04. You weren't a number one seed in 04 when you went to the cup final and lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, <clears throat> just got to get in to get a shot. But at the same time, to put your chips in again and come up just short and staying in the middle and not getting a good draft pick and all the rest. It's what's kept, you know, teams in mediocrity oh. for long periods of time. Um, I don't know. It's a, it, another day, another day in the mixed-up world of the Flames. <laughs> <laughs> it's just around and around and around. It's purgatory for the poor fans and staff and players and anybody that's been around there for a long time. Regarding Jerry James, uh, Jason from Winnipeg writes in and he says, the fact Jerry James played in the Stanley Cup and the Grey Cup is crazy, period. In the six-team era, fewer people made the NHL. It's almost more impressive, he writes in all caps. I know, right? And this jabroni is trying to, yeah, but there was only six teams. Yeah, no Europeans. No helmets. Trevor in Red Deer writes in and says, uh, answer to your poll question, McDavid will win a Stanley Cup, but it won't be with Edmonton. How, How about, about that? that? Hot take. We agree on that.
We'll be back. There is breaking news today, by the way, from the Canadian Football League. Simone Lawrence retiring and joining the Hamilton Tiger Cats front office. He's uh, hanging up the blades and retiring the axe. Is he a Hall of Famer? That's the debate we'll carry over here into hour two. We've got Kyle McIntyre coming up, the commissioner of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, one of my favorite leagues. We had a lot of topics on the table today, just like the Golden Corral. We'll be right back on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. Yeah. Where do I start? Where do I start? Where do I start? Yeah, Scotty's gets going tomorrow. Uh, we talked about that earlier. Telemiracles rolling for a little more than another week, right? Today's the 15th. Um, get your yeah, Telemiracle 50-50 tickets if you haven't yet. It's really easy to do. Telemiracle5050.com. You just got to be in Saskatchewan and uh, 18 years of age and over. If you can't do that, we need to be promoting this more. You can donate on the RP Show donation page. And you don't got to be in Saskatchewan to do that. So we'll be promoting that. Leading up to the event, Total Miracle 48, it is Saskatchewan's charity. And I'll say it again. We can bring the moose in. I've loved, loved, loved the curling interviews that we've done. Thank you, Curling Canada, for working with us on that. Uh, and yeah. by the way, one of my favorites is coming, one of my favorites is coming up next week. I, not, not to scoop ourselves, but Maddie Dunstone will be representing... Well, what is he in? Is a wild card or he's had an automatic berth for the Briar in Regina, the Montana's Briar, presented by AGI. Right. So Dunstone's going to be on next week. I'll get him to explain it. The Scotties begins tomorrow. Yeah, this is the time of year. Get your tickets, curling.ca slash tickets. Um, did anything strike you or move you in the break that you'd like to get out before I switch gears a little bit, maybe play our breakaway bets segment? Just because I know people are going to be feeling it. Um, <clears throat> you know, on the uh, top five, bottom five, um, I don't know. I, I got to ask, where are the Oilers in? I mean, they're not in the top five, so I get it. You did a good job of justifying why they're not in the top five. Um, that's the only thing I don't think I would agree with, is I think I'd probably have them in my top five somewhere. But when I listen to you do the top five, you got them behind Vegas, and hey, I get that. They can't beat Vegas in the big games when it matters. So I'm like, you know, then I look at the Rangers, and well, New York all of a sudden has won five in a row, and they're rolling pretty good right now. So how do you, you know, put them ahead of the, It's a tough thing to do, 
But when I look at the Oilers play the game, I think they're a top five team. I just don't know exactly where they slot in. I know. And just full disclosure, there's no wrong answer at this point. It's February the 15th. But when you sent me the Bet Regal Futures odds to win the Stanley Cup, I was like, Edmonton, number one? It's a little early to be drinking, isn't it? Uh, uh, um, I'm loving the topics today. Is Simone a Hall of Famer? It's the only thing that we brought up CFL-related here an hour or two, and people are writing in like crazy on it. From the Bar Flies in Winnipeg, says every Hall of Fame linebacker plays on the edge that sometimes gets crossed. I think he's done enough to get in. <laughs> Jeff the Stams fan says the person we should ask about that is one Zach Caleros. Yeah, I would be interested to get his take on that. Wayne in BC says that's a big no for me on Simone Lawrence going into the CFL Hall of Fame. Are you married to the phrase, if you have to ask if he gets in, he doesn't get in? Are you married to that? That came from prime time, not Darren, but I listen, man, you're going to disappoint me because I've been living. That's like Talladega Nights, where Ricky Bobby gets reunited with his estranged father, you know, and he's, <laughs> and he's if you're not first, you're last. Huh? Where'd you get that stupid saying? You! Oh, did I say that? That's dumb. That doesn't make any sense. Ricky has lived his whole, whole life. Based my whole life on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to base my whole life on this phrase. If you have to ask if a guy's worthy for the Hall of Fame, he doesn't get in. So are you married to it? You know what? I'm sticking with it. I don't stick to much, but I think that's a great way to decide if someone's a Hall of Famer. It should be a slam dunk. Um, I'm here for the debate. If you want to debate, because, like, again, I think a guy's a slam dunk. You might not, right? So it needs to be unanimous. I think you go around the table, and if we don't all think he's a Hall of Famer, is he really a Hall of Famer? That's a, you know, it's a tough way to go about it, but we, the Hall of Fame is supposed to be exclusive. It's supposed to be an exclusive group of people, right? If you can't wait until tomorrow, because I'm going to tell you right now, spoiler alert, that'll be our poll question. Um, should Samori Lawrence get into the Hall of Fame? It's on our Instagram right now, at The Rod Peterson Show. Go give it a follow. 55% of people, by the way, voting yes, including Darren DuPont. I see who votes on what, just so you know. Um, regarding Jerry James... Um, John Ohm from Winnipeg writes in and he says, and the dude only got $10,000 each to play in both the NHL and CFL. So he got $20,000 to play in both the Grey Cup and the Stanley Cup. What do you mean only? Let's remember it's the 1950s. That's pretty good change now, let alone then. Uh, yeah. We're going to go down this road of how the whole world's gone crazy, Darren. But everybody looks at the wages. It's, 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 it's just insane. I know where John's coming from, but you go ask Jerry James if he has any regrets, and you don't have to ask him because I know the answer. Nope. What's it worth to go down in history as the only man to ever play in the Grey Cup and the Stanley Cup in the same year? Because there might have been others that did it. I want to say Lionel Conacher did. Canada's athlete of the year for the first half century. But Jerry did like, it in the same year. What's that worth? 
Again, he's the only guy to do it. What are we talking about? Like, doesn't matter what it is. Oh, I went to the moon. Yeah, but could you buy a cup of coffee on the moon? There's nothing up there. So what? He went to the moon. Like, nobody's ever done yeah, it. But, if it was yeah, easy, but, everybody would have done yeah, it. Yeah, but there's, there's no McDonald's on the moon, so. You're right. That's like the guy what that did you even do here? up there? You're all so by yourself. What a loser. You hung up by yourself. Loser. So you went to the moon. So what? <sighs> Randy from Winnipeg writes in and says, Rod, have you ever asked Lanny about Theo and the Hockey Hall of Fame? No, because I have too much respect for all three. Lanny, Theo, and to be honest, the institution. I don't like the way the Hockey Hall of Fame does things, but I'm not going to sit here and trash it either but I'm not going to ask Lanny. It's not up to Lanny. It's not Lanny. If it was up to Lanny, Theo would be in. No two ways about it. So no, I don't. I used to like to put people in awkward situations. Now I don't. Because this is, here's, 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 here's a news flash. People don't like to be put in awkward situations. Uh, the bar, okay, the bar flies has Jerry James confused with somebody else. Because the bar flies writes in and he says, didn't Jerry James come to Canada because they were paying more in the CFL? Uh, no, Bob. He was born in Regina, like all of us great ones. He was already in Canada. You got him confused with somebody else. He's a non-import. Okay. I've had enough of that skullduggery and hijinks. I will just tell you, 902-518-3033 is the number to text us. Um, <laughs> Ron in Calgary writes in on the Sober Carpenter text line, just to put a little bit of footnote on that Flames thing. He says, Jacob Markstrom should stay. Dan Vladar should be traded. I swear, if you... <laughs> do they still do streeters? Because I feel like I don't see them very often. You know, streeters, which incidentally is the worst job to do in broadcasting. Hey, Rod, go out and ask 10 people who they think should be premier of the province. How about no? How I'll about stay over that? here in sports where it's fun. If you went and asked 10 people on the street in Calgary what the Flames should do, you'll get 10 different answers. You'll get 10 different answers. And I feel like that wouldn't be the case in a lot of cities when it comes to their team. Bill Buchert writes in uh, and says, is the SJHL commission on the show today? Yes, he will be. Next segment. Don't get your panties in a bunch. Um, Rick in Martinsville writes in, and he says no to Simone Lawrence. It wasn't just Zach. He was dirty, but he was the CFL golden child for some reason. And one more, Bill in Brantford. Roger Maris won three World Series, two American League MVPs, held a home run record for a season for 40 years, and he isn't in the Hall of Fame. Bill Brantford. Roger Maris ain't in the Hall of Fame? Who'd he piss off? Because that's the only explanation I can think. Roger Maris has to be in the Hall of Fame. The, the Hall of Fame record just went down. Or the, um, the uh, non-steroid record. Let's put it that way. Uh, okay, we're going to play breakaway bets. You cool? Bet I'm ready. Breakaway bets? Okay, here we go. Seattle cracking to Boston Bruins tonight. Who you got? Bruins. Me too. The Florida Panthers at the Buffalo Sabres. Who you got? I'll take Florida. 
Me too. The LA Kings at the New Jersey Devils. Uh, give me the Kings. Me too, dog. The Montreal Canadiens at the New York Rangers. Original six matchup. What do you got? Give me the Rangers. Yeah. Me, me too. The Anaheim Ducks at the Ottawa Senators in the toilet bowl. It's brought to you by Drano. Anaheim at Ottawa. Yeah. Who do you got? Ottawa's won four in a row. I'll take the Sens. Okay, perfect, because I'll take the Ducks. Wank, wank. What I think's the game of the night, Colorado Avalanche at Tampa Bay Lightning. I'll go first and take the Avs. I think they're going to mop the ice with them. I really do. Who okay, do I'll, take, I'll take Tampa. I don't know if they're wearing those flashy new jerseys, but I'll take the Lightning. We'll be in Tampa on Saturday. I cannot wait for the Panthers and the Lightning. Philadelphia at Tirana tonight. Who you got? I'll take, uh, I'll take Philly, actually. Okay, you're, yeah, I just reverse psychology. You're picking the other team, hoping the Leafs win, then it's win-win for you. I'll take the Leafs. Edmonton at St. Louis. I'll take the Blues. You? Oh, I'll take the Oilers. How about that? The Dallas Stars at, at the Nashville Predators. Dallas. Yeah, me too. Pittsburgh Penguins at Chicago Blackhawks. I hear Bedard might play it in a, a solid might. Ooh. Who wins? Still Pittsburgh will win. Chicago's lost seven in a row. Yeah. I'm with you. San Jose at Calgary. This Flames. should not be close. Flames, yeah, me too. And we wind it up with the Detroit Red Wings at the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, ho, ho. Who do you got? I got the Canucks beating the Rings tonight in the late game. Yeah, me too. I want to do a little test and see if we have anybody from Vancouver watching. And that may include our former sales guy, Kevin the Medium. He's left to go sell cars. He's too good for us now, but... Who was that guy on Vancouver radio that was the public address announcer for the Canucks and the Giants? Can somebody tell me? I don't think he ever did the Lions. They had, a, they had quite a few of their own announcers. Who's the other one? Ho, ho, ho. He was a morning man on CKNW. He was a wee little bitty man with white hair and a white beard. And the only reason I know is because he would, was in the booth. I was just down the press box from I'm calling the game he's on the public address announcer Vancouver goal scored by number 12 Mitch Zebear John Ashbridge that might be it how'd you know that how'd you know that did you google it he googled it John Ashbridge can he get a photo click ho 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 was he a wee little man no I'm just if you get a photo of him it's yeah skinny guy with a beard aren't they all Aren't all those big voice guys that? Oh, oh, oh. Vancouver goal scored by number 12, Mitch Zebear. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, Moose. Anything? Oh, yeah, we're out of time. We successfully Mickey Mouse around that we're out of time. Yeah. So you go have a great all day. Good. I will. You too. Thanks for all you do. And be all you can be. Kyle McIntyre joins us next from the SJ. We're live on Game Plus Television. WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live.
Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me, or email petersonrecovery at aol.com. It's never too late. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hey everybody, RP Show continues on this Thursday. By the way, did you know the Telemiracle 50-50 raffle proceeds are going to stay in Saskatchewan? They'll be part of Telemiracle 48, supporting the work of the Kinsman Foundation. It's Saskatchewan's charity. You can get your tickets if you haven't already at Telemiracle5050.com right now. They are helping people every day in the 306. That's a wonderful Saskatchewan tradition, as is the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And every time we bring on the commissioner, Kyle McIntyre, I always ask him to speak for all of Canadian Junior A, which he never has any problem doing. Hey, Kyle, welcome back to the RP Show. The last time I think we started, you were just getting this race underway. So now, you kind of, you would I be correct in saying you're in the home stretch? We are in the home stretch. Uh, we have about 12 games left in league play rods, so about a month, uh, month's time. And we have a real dogfight from 5 to 11. So uh, the top four positions, I think, have been solidified and have been finalized. And from 5 to 11, it's going to be a dogfight right to the end. Well, well, I want to get into that race in a second, but I mean, I follow the league incredibly closely. I love it. And I just look at the Flynn Flon Bombers posted pretty much a wire-to-wire national ranking number one spot. Uh, how did they do it? And what does that mean to the SJ to have the number one team in the country in the rankings for so long? Well, of course, it's difficult for Flin Flon because now they have a big bullseye on their head, not only in the SJHL, but throughout Canada. They've probably had one of the longest tenures as the CJHL's top team. And and I think really a lot of it is uh, Cole McQuaid, the assistant coach, and Mike Reagan, the head coach. Uh, they run an incredible program in Flin Flon, and, and they certainly uh, have a lot of history of moving players on to the next level. And and Mike is an exceptional coach. Like, I really I really don't know why he is still in Flin Flon and the SJHL rod, but but uh, when you run a quality program like that, when you get kids to the next level, uh, when you've been around and have enough experience, uh, Mike is clearly playing chess when a lot of us are playing checkers in our league. Well, one more on the Bombers. Um, this is a story that whether you're a junior fan or an SJ fan or whatever, everybody's a fan of a comeback story. And Matt Egan, the kid that uh, had a cancer battle, he just found out at Christmas. Obviously, you know the story. You're the commissioner of the league. His dad reached out to me. They're big fans of this show. They're a Manitoba family and asked for me to send a video to Matt. He's back playing. What a story. What a story. Oh. Uh, super inspirational like like matt is a heart and soul guy like he's the guy he's one of the leaders in the bombers he wears a letter on his chest uh he plays an honest game rod he plays the way that a game should be played uh, a bit of a throwback and and when i first heard about his challenge from his father and from mike it was like oh my god that poor kid like how would we rod at our age uh deal with something like that it was dealt to me but 
uh, you know, Matt and his family had a super positive uh, outlook and uh, everyone was pulling for him in the league. Uh, fans, uh, volunteers, everyone on our league staff, everyone was concerned about him. And then to find out that he has come back and played and one of his first games, he had like four points. So just absolutely incredible, super inspirational. And, and you know what? Uh, you don't often uh, cheer for teams as commissioner, but uh, certainly I'm cheering for uh, Matt Egan uh, throughout the year. Me too. It's funny you say that. If you're looking for somebody to cheer for, folks, cheer for Matt Egan and the Flynn Flom Bombers because of this story. It is a great one. Now, you mentioned the battles 5 through 11. That's going to be determined over the next 12 games. Would I be correct in saying the playoffs are already on for them? Every, every night's like a playoff night? Well, it, pretty much. And, you know, you, you worry about the teams that are going to finish in the 7th or 8th. Uh, are they going to have any gas left to, to face the North Battleford North Stars or the Flin Flon Bombers, right? So, I don't know. You make the playoffs and then you got a real formidable task in front of you trying to knock off one of those teams. But but I'm not prepared to hand the uh, Cantera Seeds Cup to Flin Flon yet, Rod. Like, I know that uh, Melfort Trevor Blevins has a heck of a team there. And and certainly when playoffs come, uh, they'll find a new gear. Uh, they haven't had a full lineup for a few weeks there, and, and they'll get everybody healthy. And Scott Barney uh, runs a very exciting and uh, very uh, fan-friendly, entertaining team out of Humboldt. They got a great team. Uh, Braden Clamosco and Battleford, like just when everyone thought they were going to be down and out, uh, they're going to have something to say about it too. So uh, hopefully the right teams are going to get into the uh, playoffs and the right teams are going to get into the subsequent rounds. But uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be awesome. There's always lots of parity in our league, uh, no matter whether you're in first place. Anyone can win on any given night, and that's why we play the game. Well, I'll tell you... Um... I always say the spring's the best time of the year, and I get a big argument from everybody. They say, how can you say that? you got NFL starting in uh, the fall. you got the CFL's second half kickoff. you got Major League World, World Series. I'm like, no, it's the hockey playoffs. <laughs> it's the best time of year. <laughs> it's end of story for me. And the, uh, the Centennial Cups in Oakville, have you got your plane Oakville, tickets Ontario. packed? Can, can you talk about the – yeah, can you, have you got your plane ticket packed? A and B are bought, I guess. And B, can you explain the road too? Because people don't remember. There's no Anavet Cup anymore. There's no regional tournament. I like the format. Yeah, so so probably uh, post-COVID, uh, a decision was made by Hockey Canada and the CJHL uh, to make it truly a national championship. And so there's nine leagues in the CJHL. There's one host team. Every single league sent its champion, uh, beginning probably in, in Estevan. And so that's the format that we're presently using. So if you win your league, there's no Anavet Cup. There's no Doyle Cup. Uh, the league champions are representing uh, their teams in their league. Uh, they're playing against uh, leagues across Canada. It's about a 10-day tournament from start to finish, from the time you get there and start practicing and playing. Uh, teams are pooled. Um, I, I can't remember off the top of my head what the pool is, so don't ask me. But uh, but certainly, uh, you truly have the best teams. And and I think the thought initially, Rod, was that you know some uh, traditionally uh, Alberta has strong teams, Saskatchewan has strong teams, Manitoba and the Ontario Junior Hockey League, and on occasion Quebec in the Maritimes. Uh, probably last year, the Western leagues, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, uh, truly had the best teams there in the tournament. Uh, all the games between Manitoba and Saskatchewan are extremely competitive. Those were probably the best games in the tournament. And I think that Battleford, if people remember, uh, were probably about a line short 
from from being Brooks. And uh, really, they competed hard. They had a bad uh, two minute and forty second stretch. And and I know that this year, uh, like Mike Reagan told me after he lost the SGHL final last year, that Kyle, I'm not building a team to win the league. I'm building a team to beat Brooks. So I know that uh, it was kind of bittersweet, uh, you know, when Brooks departed, because I think that Mike really wanted to have a crack at him with the Bombers. You don't want to be here? Goodbye. Which I would not be doing my job if I didn't ask you about the um, the explosion of what went off with the five teams leaving to the BCJ. Uh, it'll always be the BCJ to me. Have you weathered that storm? Gotten, is it behind us or is there remnants that we don't see or know about? Well, you know what, Rod, like uh, uh, these days, it's extremely hard to be the commissioner in uh, Junior A Hockey League in Canada. And I mean, uh, lots of things are going on in all of junior hockey, obviously, um, that being probably the most noteworthy. And I think a lot of people are anxious and, and uh, you know, there's some information, there's stuff happening at the political level every single day. And I would say that's moving in a super positive direction. Uh, there's stuff going on at the pragmatic level where, you know, teams have lost some players here in the last couple of days because we have a traditional institution that doesn't recognize non-sanctioned hockey. And, and so some of the dates don't line up. And, and there, there is a lot of misinformation out there, Rod. And again, uh, you and I are both huge supporters of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. We know how it operates. We know about the competitive balance. We know about the army of volunteers and passionate fans that keep that rolling. And I think that is probably one of the only constants, I think, in Junior A hockey right now. Uh, we don't have private ownership in Saskatchewan. We're community-based, and our teams do all kinds of multitude of activities uh, to raise funds to offer a quality experience for kids. And so so that is definitely the constants. And uh, I've, been, I've been reassured people that hey you know what things are going well here we got good competitive balance uh, most of our franchises are fiscally solvent we got a great thing going here but i think teams are worried about losing their top players and again my message to people that are listening whether they're parents or whether they're players rod is that if you're a good player and you're doing the right things and you play hard and you're coachable and uh, you're no, you're going to be noticed yeah. regardless of where you're played, right? Like like if you play in Saskatchewan or Manitoba or the AAA League or or you play in Alberta, if you're a good player doing a good job on a good team and a good program, and you're coachable uh, and you work hard, keep your nose clean, you're going to get opportunities regardless of where you play. Couldn't agree more. Uh, I feel like we could say that every day for the rest of their lives. They won't get it, but we got to keep pounding it into their heads and i'm more than happy to do that and i just want to say i'm so happy with our relationship with the sj i have fans sending me photos all the time of our ads in the barns and, and all that so it's good to chat with you kyle i always appreciate it hope to see you this spring yeah thanks for having me on rod i appreciate your interest in the league and and those ads look great in the rinks all right thank you sir Good luck the rest of the way. Okay. Kyle McIntyre, the uh, commissioner of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, checking in. We'll be right back with overtime after this on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. 
Okay, welcome back, everybody. It's overtime. You know we love our hockey. You know we love our football. It's a toss-up over what's the best uh, day on a daily basis here. And uh, Overtime is brought to you by our hockey friends at Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary, where skill and fun collide. Check them out, 28th Street Northeast. Tell them Rod sent you. And have your own skills competition there for your team, your family, your business, what have you. Also with a licensed bar and restaurant, there's no reason for you not to go over Tom Hockey Lanes in Calgary. Uh, boy, this has been fun. Have you had as much fun as I've had? John Ohm, I'm sure you were misconstrued, John Ohm. He wrote in earlier, we were talking about the great Jerry James, Kid Dynamite. The only man to play in a Grey Cup and the Stanley Cup final in the same year. And John Ohm wrote in and said, yeah, but he only made 10000 from each team. Okay, number one, I would take that now, forget about the 1950s. And number two, Andrew Ray writes in and he says, uh, regarding the 10000 a year salary in 1953, I checked it out. 10000 in 1953 is equivalent to $113,293.70 today. Something wrong with that? Double it because he was making it from both teams. Jerry James was rich. I just love that, man. I really do. Thank you, Jerry James, for all you meant to uh, sports. Jeff, the Stams fan, writes in regarding Friday's show, and he says it'll be the first football Friday of the year post-CFL-NFL seasons. Yeah, buddy. We'll talk a little bit about free agency in both leagues. I know Jim Barker's going to be on tomorrow. Who else we got, Clark? Oh, this. thank you. This will be good. This will be good. Eddie Steele tomorrow. He's going to bring the heat. He's always got the uh, opinions. And Marcia McNaughton joining us from BC to promote her CFL. Well, it's not just hers, but there's a CFL fight, CFL fans fight cancer event running all across the country Saturday night. And she's going to join us to talk about how you can help out with that. B. Henderson just drops this comment at my feed just as we're about to go off the air. Ryan O'Radio, are you listening down there in Atlanta? He says, hey, Rod, if Atlanta gets another NHL team, what do they call them? I feel like we can't have the Flames, I don't think. We can't have the Thrashers. What would it be? We got five minutes here, and I'm not sure that I prepared to spend it on that. Allie in Texarkana writes in, and she says, Have a great day, everyone. Great show as always. Thank you, Allie. It was a pleasure to have you here with us. BW in Edmonton says, Seven weeks until the United Football League starts. Should be interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure. How much time am I going to spend on that? I was way more into the XFL the second time around because I had friends playing in it. I don't know anybody playing in this UFL, and that, that helps. I kind of like the Peaches. I'm with you, Clark, the Peaches. You got the Saskatoon Berries baseball team. How about that? The Atlanta Peaches. That's a, it's a good start. Ryan O'Radio. You got anything down there in Atlanta? He runs the whole show. He's the man around here. If you ever listen to his show, the Radio Penitentiary, 6 a.m. to 10 daily on WQEE Radio, your southern home of sports and talk. I haven't got to my sports update. I probably should. I'm just having fun dilly-dallying here. 
Paul and Humboldt says Broncos at Hounds tonight. For you SJ fans, you SJ lovers. Scott in Moose Jaw writes in. He says, go Yorkton Terriers. And then goes on to say the Brooks Bandits are always good every year. Bought and paid for, right, Clark? Can we say that now? Hot damn. Approved. Sports update. Police say the shooting that left one person dead and nearly two dozen injured after the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade appeared to stem from a dispute between several people. Police Chief Stacy Graves said today that the victims ranged between the ages of 8 and 47 years of age. Half of the 22 injured were under the age of 16. A mother of two was killed. Police say three people were detained and firearms were recovered. The Columbus Blue Jackets fired general manager Yarmo Kekalainen today. President of Hockey Operations John Davidson made the decision midway through Kekalainen's 11th full season. And welcome back, LeBron. Welcome for the first time, Paolo Banchero, Scotty Barnes, Jalen Brunson, and Tyrese Maxey. NBA All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis is here with some familiar names, some new faces, a nod to nostalgia, and a bit of unwinding for everyone before the stretch run of the season. Get ready for NBA coverage ad nauseum. Sports update brought to you by Landmark Cinemas. In Landmark Cinemas now, anyone but you, the Valentine Encore. Don't miss all the new bonus content as well, starring Alexandra Ship and Glenn Powell. And also brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. Holy smokes, did we cover a lot of ground today, didn't we? Uh, Simone Lawrence announcing his retirement. Obviously didn't get a free agent uh, offer that he liked. The question today and tomorrow will be, is he a Hall of Famer? We settled that Connor McDavid's probably going to win a Stanley Cup, but I'm saying not with the orders, and there's some viewers that agreed. Uh, yeah, thank you to John Liu. Thank you to the commish. Kyle McIntyre, we'll see you tomorrow, noon Eastern, right here on The Big Show on Game Plus and Key Radio. Who has more fun than us? <laughs>